and welcome to Anything But A One, episode 77. Uh, as you may have guessed already, Twelfthman isn't here. He seems to have become distracted by something. I can't imagine what that might be. Uh, we just assume he's currently buried in the box. So instead, you just get NASCOB doing an intro. Uh, anyone else here? Uh, yeah, Matt Nightwing here as always. Yeah, as you've mentioned, Twelfthman not here. His planet needed him, so... <laughs> in the meantime, we have some stuff to read. This is the sound of a lovely hardcover full-colour rulebook, and it is lovely and smells really, really nice. Oh, yes, uh, that, so, that, that, that new game, new book smell. Oh, oh I, yeah, that made me extremely, extremely happy. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a, a certain amount of inhaling of the, of the box. That, that, new, that new box smell, it's like, mmm, plastic, and yeah, it's great. Yeah, and so for anyone who isn't already aware, and I, I'm just going to guess that most people who are listening to this are aware, or to be honest, have found Blood Bolt as a new game and decided they are looking for something to listen to. Quite why you picked us? No idea, but welcome if that's you. Uh, there has been a new edition. It has now come out. Uh, this is Blood Bowl 2020, and it's very, very, very shiny. Um, oh, so, so, we, so shiny and new, yeah. We, we've already done uh, a bit of a deep dive into the teams, so we're not really doing that tonight. This is more of a, a general chat about how we feel and how things are. Um, it's, well, for anyone who knows us, there is no structure. It's really whatever takes our fancy. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. F- freewheeling Blood Bowl chat. Yeah, which is absolutely traditional and is no problem at all. Uh, we are limited in time purely by the fact that I haven't plugged my laptop in, so at some point it will die. Uh, currently, though, you'll be pleased to know that we have two hours and 52 minutes remaining, so we've got some time. we got time, yeah. <laughs> so, so, Matt, do you want to kick us off? What did you actually uh, pre-order? Well, I mean... I pre-ordered not quite everything, um, and then after I got the stuff through the post, I happened to find my way to my local game shop, and then picked up the bits that I hadn't already picked up. So, <laughs> ev- everything, everything, Excellent all of work. it. Yeah, and good. we are I, I, proud I, of you. And yeah, I, I may, I may as well have just diverted the funds from my salary directly to GW this month. <laughs> Well, I mean, that seems reasonable. So, I mean, I, I don't think I was quite so bad. So I bought the box game and I bought uh, a copy of Spike because I wanted the new Spike. Yes, yeah. Which we're, we're going to talk about another week, but I'll come back to this. Uh, I then, and I wanted the, the Necromantic Dice because, frankly, they're orange, they're easy to read, and they are cool. They I are didn't very, buy the very nice. Yeah, I didn't buy any extra minis. Uh, I, I was very good. I, I managed to restrain myself uh, and then about an hour later I placed a second order on the GW website <laughs> uh, so I'm also the proud owner of the cards uh, I bought a copy of White Dwarf for the first time in a very very long time and it turns out I can't count so I now have two copies of Spike Edition 11 Smooth. Um, so <laughs> I think it's entirely likely that we're going to be giving away a copy of Spike 11 when we do a deep dive on that book. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that that seems reasonable. Yeah, um yeah, similar for me. Picked up the 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 bo- initially it was the box set 
and the dice and the necromantic board and spike and then mm. I kind of thought about it and much like you when I found myself in my local game shop I was like mm, I don't actually have a set necro team at the moment I just have an undead team which I can use as necro and although I don't really like the yeah. some of the models I was like oh, I may as well while I'm here and I thought and I may as well while I'm here also get the special play cards and I thought well the only thing I'm actually missing now is the treeman so I may as well get that as well because also, so, I, want, so I, wanted, I wanted the squirrel. I wanted the squirrel. The squirrel looks great fun. Yeah, so everyone wanted the squirrel. So, if you do not already know, Acorn, the greatest star player in existence, is yeah. now perfectly legal and can be hired for any team for only 80k. Uh, let's, why don't we just start with him? He is great. Acorn, the Blood Bowl squirrel, is possibly my favourite star player. My... I was going to say my Chaos Dwarfs, I think all all teams are going to have a lot of fun with him. He's going to be either super, 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 super irritating and tear your bash team apart, or he's going to get squished turn one. And I don't think there's going to be any middle okay. ground. <laughs> oh no, there is no middle ground whatsoever. I, I do actually think he could be an auto-pick for Wood Elves. Because for Wood Elves, they, they ha- he's, he is an upgrade to alignment, I think. So he's movement seven. Uh, only strength one. Yeah. Hear, hear me out. I, I will. I will explain. So movement seven, strength one, edge two plus, passing non-existent. Remember, yeah. we now have a passing stat, kids, Correct, and yeah. uh, I'm a value of six plus because he's basically a hyper fast snotling. However, the hyper fast snotling comes with claws, dauntless, dodge, frenzy, jump up, loner, uh, no hands, sidestep, stunty, and titchy. So he's going anywhere on a two. And then he's going to be Dauntless thing stuff. What's even better is he gets to re-roll Dauntless every single time he uses it. Yeah, I mean, and let, let's be honest, against most, most things, you know, Strength 3, he's going to be rolling a 3-plus with the re-roll. And that's pretty yeah. good. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm like also correct in this, Naz, because this is the way I read it. He can then potentially do the same on the Frenzy. Yes, so because so it's he, yeah. Whenever he's rolling Dauntless, he can choose to re-roll it. Therefore, exactly, he can do yeah. it for the second frenzy block. Yeah, so so I you basically get four, yeah, four bites at it effectively. Yeah. yeah, so I think that he is more survivable than a normal Wood Elf because he comes with dodge. He has yeah. the sidestep, which we all know is great. Uh, he comes with jump up. And then he's got the fact that he dodges into a cage on a 2-plus with a re-roll, and then 8 out of 9 times he's rolling a 1-dice block. Yes, yeah. yeah. I and think he's, he's only 80k? And yeah. I, from memory, when we were talking Wood Elves, haven't they got like a random 15k left over with most builds now? Because that's the way things have worked out. So, yes, alright, yeah. I'll have a squirrel. Yeah, I just pretty, think pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Um... um but I, I have to say, um, while I remember, uh, a big thank you to Steve Cross from Twitter, who is posting me a squirrel because he may have bought multiple trees. Oh, nice. Okay. Useful. Yeah. yeah. Which was well, well done. extremely yeah. generous of him. I'm, I'm very grateful. Uh, and I think it just goes to show again how great this community is. So I'm that's the third instance I've come across in the last two weeks of someone saying, oh, I'd really like to have X. And then... 
like 24 hours later it's oh someone's just put that in the post for me for free this community rocks yeah oh yeah 100 percent. it's it's just great we it's just really really nice to see that stuff happening uh, I've also bought a pack of 100 skulls so I'm going to build myself a little mound of skulls and the squirrel will sit on top yeah I I haven't decided exactly what I'm going to do with him yet but yeah there, there will be I don't know I, I, I'm either going to put him just on a really large base like a 32mm base just by himself because I think that would be quite funny uh, or I'm going to put him on top of something from my bits box. So, yeah. See, that actually segues to probably one of my larger complaints about the box set. Okay, yeah. So, so uh, for those who are not aware, the box set comes with... Uh, ooh, I'm now going to add up on the fly 6, 12, 30 miniatures, which, you know, yes. pretty solid. So... Yeah. Uh, it, it worries me that I don't actually know how much it was. Was it how much was the box set? Eighty-five of your English pounds. Eighty-five of your English pounds. Okay, so for eighty-five of your English pounds, you get all of the paraphernalia you need to play the game. Two sets of block dice. Two uh, d. Two sets of two d six. You know the, the full matching set of dice. Uh, two teams, which essentially has everything you need because they've got. The, the two teams, which is what you're used to from some of the team boxes, so 12 minis each. Yeah. And then they've done two big guys and two star players and then two mm-hmm. referees. Referees, I think, are pointless, but they're just cool. They're, yeah, the thing is, they're, they're nice models, can use them as coaches or whatever, yeah. And also, also, also nice models, the dwarf one especially. That... That dwarf would make an excellent coach because there's nothing in him that screams referee. No, he's just got a big book. Could be a book of special plays. And and he's blowing a whistle, whereas the elf is uh, actively sending someone off. Yeah, the the elf is rather more clearly, um, yeah, a a referee. But the dwarf one especially, it's like, Hmm. yeah, he can can quite easily use him as coaching staff. No problem. Oh, I'm now tempted to paint him up as a coach for my dwarf team. Hadn't thought of that. That's quite a cool idea. Yeah, you know you want to. Um, yeah, and then and then we've got the the pitch. Obviously, pitch is lovely. Oh, it is. Yeah, I really like the pitch. Um, nice throwback to the old Astra Granite. Just just looked great. Uh, and I think we've also got to say hats off to the graphic designer that did the uh, the the dugouts because they are so much easier to use. They are they they they're much much clearer. That that was one of the issues with the older ones is that yeah they they, they were just annoying. They they were a bit too big. They were, they were and huge. Unwieldy. Yeah, they they were big. They were unwieldy. So, and for to, for tournaments especially where space is at a premium, they they were impractical mm. using those dugouts. So when you folded up the pitch, the dugouts were larger than the pitch. They were, which was now, also very annoying. You can get oh yeah, so it didn't fit in a bag. Now you yeah. can get both dugouts onto the same size as the pitch, if that makes sense. So one sixth of the pitch is the same size as both dugouts, whereas before one sixth of the pitch was smaller than one dugout, and it's yeah. and it's actually got more on there because you've got a score tracker as well, which the old one never did, which didn't make any sense because you need to track the damn score. 
it's <sighs> that that that's one of those things where GW have looked at literally everything their similar competitors have done and gone, oh yeah, they they all have things like that actually on the pitch. It's like yeah, yeah, and and also you think, and you used to as well. Annoyingly, yeah, and they, then and they then, took it away. Yeah, and then Bloodborne 2016, they were like, eh, "No, we're not. We're taking that away from you." Yeah, but they brought it back, which is nice. They brought um, it back. It's great. Yeah. However, uh, I, I so I mentioned that I had a, a grumble. There's actually a twofold grumble, but one is you've only got 32 mil bases, and when you've got goblins, that they're just massive. Those bases are huge. Yeah, they are for the goblins a bit, yeah. So the goblins just look a little bit lost in the middle of them. Um, and then, it, so that I can I can kind of live with, because the goblins aren't tiny, tiny, but they're not huge. It's better than the snotlings. Um, but my, so he, here is my problem. Have you noticed that they're all slaughter bases? Uh, I had not noticed that, no. And how many of the miniatures in the box has a slot. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, okay. The correct answer is one. Huh. So the troll, the troll has a slot. None of the other miniatures do. So uh, so for anyone who isn't aware, what I mean is you can get bases which are just solid plastic and you just glue directly onto the top and then you can get bases that have like literally a slot. It's, the, it's what all of the old miniatures used to have. And then there's a tab on the bottom of the base and you sl- sl- take the tab, you slot it into the slot. Lovely. It's actually more secure, less likely to fall off. You don't need to pin anything. I mean, yes, you don't really yeah. need to pin plastic anyway, but it's, it, it is actually a good thing. Uh, it's just... If your mini doesn't have a slot, then you've got this massive hole in your base that you then need to fill, and ah, uh, it's just annoying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's it's a mini niggle. It's not a big niggle, to be fair. It's 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 hard to to argue. I mean, when when I'm even picking up the box and thinking, oh, that's a good quality box, you know, it's <laughs> I feel they've done a really good job. Yeah, I, I think we we mentioned before that I still don't like the troll, um, but that is, that is what it is. So. Yeah, that's fair. But then I, I'm not a big fan of Varric either, you know. That, and some of this is personal taste. Some of this is yeah. I don't think the troll is the best miniature they produced. Um, but I think Varric is immediately better if you take the stupid ghoul off his shoulder, for example. And I think the yeah. Griff is immediately better if you get rid of the bird. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we discussed the models when we first saw them, and we we made our thoughts on uh, particularly on Varag and the troll pretty clear. I think. Oh, I think we did. <laughs> um, now I think we should probably get into the book, um, but I did want to mention. So you haven't you didn't get the cards, did you, or did you in the end? I I did not initially, and then I did, and I I will just say as well, I really like the uh, necromantic pitch as well. Could could not resist. Oh, it that, does look so. nice. Yeah, that that, that that does look nice. I think we talk about that in great detail next time. But that looks lovely, almost like a yes. glow in the dark kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I I quite like the. I also like the fact that it's it's relatively clear as well, because some of the some of the pictures have mm. had the issue where you go, where the fuck are the actual squares? <laughs> uh, Whereas, yeah, it's yeah. like it, 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 it is still. Although there's a lot going on in that pitch, it is still quite clear as to where the actual squares are. So, 
to be honest, even the middle of the Astrogranite pitch isn't perfect. There, this is true, yeah, with the big symbol in the middle, yeah. Hmm. But that's okay. It's, it's it, again, niggles. But overall, not bad. Um, the thing I wanted to say about the cards... So one of the big criticisms of the old cards is that they all they were just like blanket text and they were a bit vague at times. Yes. Whereas yeah. now, you each card has really clear sections. So it's uh, so the first one is when you use it. The second one is the duration, and the third one is the description. So it'll be something yeah. like when to use it, start of your turn, duration, rest of the drive. So, oh well, that's really clear. Thank you, GW. <laughs> yeah, it is. They, it is. It is much more user friendly. Although I have to admit, I have I have only flipped through them yet, so I haven't had a proper deep dive into them. I'm much the same. It looks like there are a lot of old ones, some new ones, and I'm going to guess quite a few tweaks in there as well. Um, yes. Yeah. And yeah, it must be said that none of them have got any costs attached, so you can have a card from any of the decks for every 50k difference in current team value between you and your opponent. Correct, That yes. has the possibility to be a bit broken if you're picking from the correct deck, given that one of the cards is Assassinate. Yeah, it, it's, always, it's always been the way... Well, with Blood Bowl 2016, one of the issues was the cards... In that they were like, oh yeah, yeah, you should each player should get X number of cards. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is that is not a good thing. Well, no, the, the I have so personally, I have no problem with cards. I think they're fun, but you only ever saw certain decks, so no one was going to pick from the Magic Item deck because it's crap. Yeah, everyone goes. You always for pick from Dirty Tricks, Miscellaneous. Was mayhem. it Miscellaneous Mayhem? Yeah, totally the best. Because they are just better. And it's because they... So if you go back to the CRP days, you had 50k cards, 100k, 200k, and 400k cards. Strangely, yes. everyone wants to pick from the deck that became the four, that came from the 400k cards because they're so much better. Yeah. Well, I mean, the uh, personal favourite used it on some occasions to, with some success. Eclipse. Everyone becomes a goblin. Fucking mental. <laughs> Everyone Becomes a Goblin is one of my favourites. Uh, yeah. To be honest, though, I think my favourite card remains Iron Man. This player cannot be removed from the pitch. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And um, it's like, okay, I will put that on my Star Werewolf, and now I'm just going to pick a fight with whoever I want, and I'm just going to leave him hanging out there because you can't kill him. Yeah, true. And it's great. Yeah. And it really annoyed Alex the last time we played in the league. This is the Tabletop <laughs> League quite yes. a long time ago, but it was really good. <laughs> It's yeah, it can be pretty fun. Hmm. So, in the rulebook, then have you? So, how much of the rulebook have you read? Uh, I well, as as you know, literally on the day I got it, which was Friday, which fortunately was not a working day for me. Uh, I had I had Friday Yay. off for other reasons. So I, I was basically going through and then messaging I... you and I, you and Alex, going, "Have you seen this? Have you seen this?" <laughs> I just assumed you'd book the day off to read the book. Oh no, I have. Uh, a, I'm not working another Friday in 2020. Good man. <laughs> I mean, I, because Good basically, man. I, I'm using up holiday with work, and I was like, eh, fuck it, I'm having every Friday off for the rest of the year. So, 
yeah, I've had to have similar conversations because this is a weird year and I and because I work part time anyway, it's like, well, I, I never actually got round to booking any holiday and I'm like, Ooh, I could not work in December at all and they were like, No, you can't do that. Yeah. It, it's, it's one of those things like everyone's had plans which got cancelled, which meant yeah. the holiday got cancelled, and then it gets like Which meant the holiday yeah. Yeah, and get, then that's, gets, that's just get, kept happening and kept happening and kept happening. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, well, fine. Now I've got all this holiday to use up. Yeah, and then suddenly it's September and you're like, I've still got 20 days holiday to use. <laughs> so, so that's yeah. Fun. So, yeah, I have had a fairly thorough uh, flick through. Um, well, I, I, have I, haven't, read... I, haven't, I haven't read the fluff, but I have, ha- I have read the rules fairly thoroughly. <gasps> oh, okay. Well, I, okay, so I wanted to talk about the fluff, but that... There are I mean, not real spoilers because you know what's coming. But but are there? Yeah. Are you happy to talk about the fluff, or would you like to to wait? Um. I think from what you said, we may have a blood blusters on that in a future episode. So should we hold uh, off on no, that for the now? No, the blood blusters. No, no. So my blood blusters, because when this was prepared for when Alex was going to be here, uh, my blood blusters is all about the rules. Oh, okay. All changes. There is nothing about fluff whatsoever, so we can just talk fluff without encroaching on that. I'll tell you what. If we uh, if we talk if we talk fluff next time round, and also That's fine by me. and also we can kind of seek that into the book club because we are obviously reading the first Blood Bowl book for the book club, which I'm sure each of us has carefully set aside to read and is looking forward to immensely. <laughs> No, because I'm going to have to give GW money to buy another copy of it because mine is in storage. Oh no, that is, um, yeah, that is unfortunate. Is the word you're looking for? <sighs> yeah, that that is uh, very unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, the weird thing is, I, I've actually read it so many times that I think I could, with a bit of effort, I think I could put together every single chapter with a synopsis from memory. Which is concerning, given that it's not a particularly great book. It's, well, well, it's the best of the Blood Bowl books. Yes, it is, it is the best possible Blood Bowl that we have ever had. And let's, and let's be honest, Blood Bowl fiction is never going to be great. Because sports fiction, generally speaking, is not actually... It, it just doesn't translate very well. So it, it's probably yeah, I think it, 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 it's probably the best Blood Bowl book we could have expected to get while still being recognisably Blood Bowl. If have you, you see ever what watched I mean. Rollerball? Uh, have you ever watched Rollerball? Does that ring a bell? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The eighties um, uh, is it? Yeah, eighties. I mean, I think basically the problem. No. Right, this is we're going to get very sidetracked here very very quickly, but it's there's yeah, a limit fine, yeah. to how much story you can get from the pitch. Anyway, so yes, going back to the book, then it is lovely. It is full color. It has a nice ribbony bookmark, which makes me very happy. The I I do appreciate that are, a great deal. Yeah, yeah, there are lovely, 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 lovely page. illustrations. Lovely illustrations. Oh, the, I mean, the artwork is just outstanding. It yeah, it, it is truly outstanding. Um, I know one or two people who've been. In, I mean, I mean, I say I know. I am aware of people who have been involved in this, and I think that everyone who's involved in it has done a fantastic job. Because even the bits of art that are 
not as good as some of the other bits of art are still phenomenal the the thing is i think all all the art is very very blood bowly and it reminds me an yes. awful lot of uh was it like fancy fifth edition where in the margins you had all the little, uh, yeah um, i know what you mean yeah do, do, do you know that it, it reminds me very much of yeah that. yeah in, little, yeah so in in the margins fancy fifth edition you had like little little colored cartoons and there were things like two wizards having a fight and um, they were having yeah. a fight and then sparks were shooting off and they turned a halberdier into a frog and they turned another one into a skeleton you know that it was that kind of Abs- absolutely kind of thing. Those, it was yeah. great yeah it's yeah. it very it definitely very reminiscent of that in a good way so that was the edition that was released about six months after I got into Warhammer, I think. I think I began with fourth. I think that was the... F- it was, that I don't was know the, which that, edition that is. That was definitely the first box set I picked. Was that the Lizardmen Bretonians? And it was Bretonians and Lizardmen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that, that was definitely the... I don't think I ever picked up that box set, actually, although that was definitely when I was starting to play Fantasy. I'd been I'd been like all the skirmish mm. games and forty k before that, so yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was that edition, yeah. But yeah, yeah. anyway, that was no, I, I it, it's, it's, agree. It, having been sidetracked again. Uh, yeah, it's it reminds me of that in a good way. So right, oh, and I think so. I think what we need to do is we need to have a quick chat about the rules. However, I, I do think it's worth just quoting one piece of the fluff very briefly yes so this is talking about the origin of blood bowl and it's humans proved capable of starting an argument about the intent behind the rules versus the rules as written even when locked alone Hmm. in an empty room (laughs) so yeah i I think it's fair to say they know gw know what they're walking into here and speaking of rules as written versus rule as rules as intended re-rolls well, yeah. First of all, we're obviously we're not gonna we're not gonna cover off any rules which we've discussed from certain leaked material that came out beforehand and has proven to be entirely accurate. We're just gonna cover the stuff that that wasn't discussed by us previously at length. And as yeah. Naz said, yeah, as Naz said, re rolls, which is something I text about uh, in pretty much all caps. I think when I text, I was like, "This is insane." Uh, yes. And, and to be fair, I, I responded with, even if that is the intention, it's not so bad. But, yeah, I think it's unlikely that this is... This. Anyway, would you like to explain the problem? Yeah, so t- team rerolls, I believe the wording is virtually identical from uh, Blood Bowl 2016, yeah. the CIP before that, with one very, very, very important omission which is that you can only use a single team reroll in a turn. That wording is not in the book. This is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. So, why is it a problem? Okay. Um, so, let's, let's say, um, for the sake of argument, um, you're a halfling team, for example. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know you you opt to kick Um, you know you you do your thing your opponent does their thing they then score on turn 8 
And being a halfling, you're like, hey, that's great. I've I've got a couple of rerolls in the bank. My one turn attempt has now become extremely easy because I can use the first team reroll on and they picking up the ball, and then the second team reroll on landing, and I don't have to think, oh shit, I've had to use team reroll on picking up the ball. This is now a lot riskier. I just think, oh, I've got another one for the landing. It'd be fine. Okay. Or, so... or, or alternately. In a critical turn, you can go, Oof, well, he's caged up really well. The The only option I've got to stop him is to, you know, make that five up, five up, four up dodge, and then a two dice uphill. And you go, oh, but I've still got three rerolls left. So actually, that, that turns out pretty well. I can use all of them in this turn. So my, my flip side is... All right, you want to use all your rerolls in a single turn. Cool. I mean, you've got no rerolls for the rest of the half. Yeah, but it's you can hoard them, and, let, and let's be honest, there. Nas, you've you, you've played games where it gets to turn six and you haven't used a reroll. How much would it have changed yes, those it, games? It certainly does. How, how much? How much would it have changed those games if it gets to turn six? You've still got three rerolls in the bank, and let's be honest, whether it's your drive or theirs. Turn turn six, turn seven tends to be fairly crucial. If you think so, yeah, it it, it, it makes often? it. Gone. Oh, I'm so I am playing devil's advocate, but how often are you losing, and yet you still have rerolls? Uh, I mean, normally depends. if I'm losing, I have no rerolls left. It depends. But, okay, so suggesting that you still have three rerolls implies that you haven't really used any for the half, which means that you've had a perfect half. It's unlikely that you've had a perfect half and it's still going really wrong. True. Um, it, it basically means the risky plays aren't as risky anymore, and that was 100% not the intention. Hmm. Well, that... go on. Well, yeah. I mean, what what I was going to say is, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate, but we have had it from one of the playtesters that this is not intended, and that it was certainly never mentioned to any of the playtesters that this was a rules change. So it's probably just an omission by the printers, well, by whoever's written the copy. Yeah, which which would make sense. It's one of those things where it's like, it seems a minor change. But in the context mm. of a game, that will win you games or that will lose you games. Yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I think it will be FAQ'd really quickly. I am really confident that they're going to come back and say that it's only going to be one per turn. I don't think it's going to be catastrophic if that isn't changed. But on the other hand, if it... If it is, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things that seems really, really bad or seems massive, but probably isn't as big as it as it first appears to be. It's still recognisable, even if you change it. Yeah, I, I would say you are underestimating that. Um, it, th- think of the That's impact. It, th- think of the impact it has for. I'm going to pick a particular team for Amazons because Amazons are dirt cheap and can easily turn up with four rerolls. True. And yeah, dwarves if, would be another example where you can spam rerolls. Yeah, 
Uh, and and the thing is, because you're players such a, you can easily bring four rerolls without any real issue. And yeah. that is that that is problematic for some teams. It's mm. like you say, it's it's not gonna be a it's not gonna lose you every game, it's not gonna win you every game, but you will lose games from that. Because your opponent who will basically at a crucial turn, potentially quite early on, your opponent will go, oh, I'm just gonna dodge into your cage. And then do a two dice uphill. Because I can use a reroll on a dodge. And then I can use a reroll on a two dice uphill. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that happening. Right. Yeah, okay. So so I think that's probably one of the bigger things that's that needs to be raised as a as a potential issue. Now Yes, yeah. It must be said okay, so it just talking about the going back to the book again. So we we're not actually trying to bag on this that badly because a lot of what they've done is good. So they start off with general principles and they've clarified some stuff, which is really nice. And yep, they've yep. introduced some standard terminology. So, for example, it's now in the rules that you can take your... You can reverse action as long as you haven't rolled dice. So if I move a couple of players and then go, oh, crap, I've moved them to the wrong place. I'll just move them back. My opponent can't just go, no, you can't do that. It's in the rules that I'm allowed to, which I think is nice. Yeah, it's one of those where it's yeah, it, it it's sensible, but it's worth having it laid out in the rules. To be honest, yeah, yeah, because absolutely, I, I I don't think I've ever played a game where if my opponent said, "Oh, you know, I, I've moved this player. Actually, I haven't done anything else. Is it okay to move them back?" I've never played a game where I've gone, "No, I'm not going to let you do that." If it's if they've then moved three or four other players and then say, oh, actually, that first player, I'm probably going to say, yeah, no. Yeah, and it does make a mention of that, which is just don't abuse this. But I'm the biggest problem is remembering where everything was to begin with. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. it's it's nice that it's in there. And then they've they've thrown in some other terminology as well. So they've clearly said what a skill re-roll is versus what a team re-roll is. Uh, they've thrown in single dice rolls, multiple dice rolls. So that's uh, just like a one one dice or a 2d6. They've got dice yeah. pools. So this is if you're throwing two or three block dice at a time. This will become important later on. Uh, yes. Yeah. Target number rolls, modifications of rolls, rolling off. Uh, and then natural rules. So, you know, they, they are defining this. They're turning it into a modern rule set, and that's great. Um, they're also hitting deviate, scatter, and bounce as key terms. This, this is really important. So, there are now. So, before, what you could have is you could have an inaccurate pass. You could have uh, what happens off of a kickoff. You could have what happens when a ball is dropped. And now, rather than them saying, well, this is what happens when a ball is dropped, this is what happens when a, a player is pumped in the face, this is what happens when a, a thing... They can just say, it scatters, or it bounces, or it deviates. It's it's just... It feels more modern. It's, yeah, it's... They, they've streamlined it by changing the names of a few things and ch- changing names of two term, a few terms, but it is fundamentally still the same game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there are definitely changes. Um, and there are a couple of really big changes. The most obvious is the passing stat. I think that's that's a really big deal. Yeah, and that's... Because, I, let's face it, I, well, whenever you're adding an extra 
a stat to a player, that's making a big change. And that kind of brings us on to something I particularly want to cover off because we we discussed the impact of um, the the kind of introduction of the passing stat and how it, should we say, didn't make sense for certain players to have that particular stat at length. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. But I think it is worth noting that they've basically, they've made interceptions more difficult, which as they are attempting, the, the addition of the passing stat, as I see it, is to make passing better. And by, to some extent, toning down interceptions, that actually stacks up. It's one of those weird changes wow. where, it's, where it's like, well, it, it kind of I'm makes sure a bit does. of sense. I, I'm not sure I agree with that. Okay, go okay. Should, should, Do you think we should go through the, the, the way we pass? So the way we pass is very similar to normal. So you uh, perform a pass action. Um, when you do that, you have to declare a target. Now, this is actually one of those slight ambiguities because it's do you it have is, to declare yes. a target? So it appears that you have to declare your target at the start of your action. However, yes, yeah. it, later on, it does appear to suggest that you can measure to any potential target square at any point in your movement. So it kind of, sug- and I, th- I think the idea is that you can be flexible with this if you need to be. Um, I, I, mean, I think, yeah, I, I don't I, think. I think it, it, yeah, I, it, it, it's 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 laid out a bit more ambiguously maybe than it was before. But I think in practice, it's mm. the same thing. Of you know, you can measure out to one player and go. Actually, I'll pass to that player instead because he's a square closer. Or, you know, I'll, I'll go for it or I'll rush, sorry, as it is now, one extra square to get me into, you know, the next passing range kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what you do is you go out, you choose, the, you declare, the, you measure the range and you declare your target. This is all exactly the same as traditional Blood Bowls. You've got the range ruler that comes with the box, or they give you a handy little grid so that you can count out the squares yourself. I'm really pleased that that is actually in the box. Yes. Because yeah. it, 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 it means there is no ambiguity. Oh, is this this, or is this this? No, you, you can count using the grid in the rule book. That is definitely a quick pass. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, again, that's that's something they've taken from other third parties who have been doing that for Blood Bowl yeah. for years because Games Workshop didn't. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, Absolutely. good. That's what everyone else has already been doing, and now you've done it yourself. Excellent, yeah. So the first change, and I think this is a good change, is you test for accuracy before you deal with passing interference. So what that means is if you fumble the pass, you're not going to have a chance to intercept it. That, that, that was makes all, me happy because it always felt really weird. It was always a slightly counterintuitive rule, that one. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, 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 the, the change in order on that one is absolutely fine. I have no problem with that. It makes it more logical. Yeah. Hmm. So, you can. So, you, you target the square, that's no problem. Then you test for accuracy. So you roll the dice. Uh, it's minus one per player that's marking you. So this is another one of those key terms, which is if the player is being marked, that's the equivalent of being in a tackle zone, you get minus one, and you get minus one per player marking you. There are diagrams that explain that really well, I think. I think that's that's quite a nice uh, section. It is, yeah. Uh, and then it's, yeah. 
so you then get plus zero if it's a quick pass so but because you then have uh, like a human thrower has a passing stat of two plus so they'll just do that one correct plus. yeah minus one minus two minus three up to a long bomb which means a human thrower will do a long bomb on a five i believe yes correct that sounds which right. is yeah. much much better than before <laughs> cool no no same as before so same as before so yeah, if the passing before, ability yeah. is if, if the test is pass no it's hard harder than before they used to do an accurate on six uh um, human throws have gotten better hang on Yes, yeah, they have. Yeah, so you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking. I was, so thinking, oh, yeah. the... I was thinking. Oh, yes, minus. Two. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So if the passing test is passed, or the roll is a natural six, the pass is accurate and it lands in that target square. Yeah, and then you you have to deal with things like catching and bouncing or whatever else. If it's inaccurate, yeah. it would scatter from that target square before landing. So scatter, uh, Matt. Do you happen to have that definition to hand? Uh, I do not. I can find it if not. Okay, so scatter is uh, you roll d8 three times using the random direction template. Yeah, so that, that is that's gone... unchanged. Unchanged, yeah. Yeah, so that's the old inaccurate pass. It's mostly there, just not quite. And yeah. then you've got a fumbled pass. So this is, sorry, wildly inaccurate passes. So if uh, the dice roll is a one after modifiers, then it will deviate from the square occupied by the player performing the pass action. Yes, yeah. Now, aside from the fact that deviate should have a capital D, and it kind of bugs me that it doesn't. Yes, uh, yeah. Deviate is you is D6, D8, so that's the same as a kickoff. So random direction, D6 squares. So potentially, you're going to throw six squares backwards. Correct, Or yeah. you could throw six squares forwards. Yeah, it's oh, this isn't very necessarily terrible. It's the the thing is it it will not result in things going better for you and weirdly generally speaking you're probably going to be better off fumbling it than having a in a wildly inaccurate pass. I would think so. So the, the change here if I'm right is that before uh you fumble the so when you fumble it's just it scatters d8 from your square. Yes, you basically yeah. drop the ball at your feet and it and it and it, it bounces from there. Yeah. Uh, in fact, that is the key word, I believe. It, it bounces from your square. Now, under the old system, it was if it was a one before or after modification. Now it's a one before modification, which is fumbled yeah. passes. Yeah. So it's, it's basically right, it? yeah. It's a natural one is um, a fumble, a traditional fumble, so to speak. Um, a fail or a one after modification is a wildly inaccurate pass. So it Actually, is it, no. <laughs> Question. Yeah. So if when making the passing ability test the dice roll is a one after modifiers have been applied, fine. If when making the passing ability test a natural one is rolled, the pass has been fumbled. It doesn't say what happens if it's less than one. There is uh, no mention of less than one. I assume you have to assume that that is. Uh, I mean, I mean, what? That there's nothing in there. I assume it's fumbled. I uh, yeah. You, you have to assume that it doesn't go below one. 
yeah, you, you have to just assume it doesn't go lower than one. So I, inv yeah, I, invite, I, I, I invite you to use that argument against the next person you come up against where it becomes relevant. Well, it's, it's not so much an argument as it's not particularly clear. If it's a, it's a, you can see what they intend, but they don't actually say it, and it's going to be a, a classic rules as intended, rules as written. You can you can see that that's definitely what they meant, yeah. but they haven't specifically said it. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, to, let's be honest, classic GW rules writing. <laughs> well, look, it's. It, it, it's unfortunate. Uh, I think overall they've tightened things up, but the thing is, we're gamers, we're going to be massively picky about this. Um, and I will already mention that Mike Davies, that's Sano638 on Twitter, uh, he has created an FAQ list. Uh, he's keeping a, a, a really nice spreadsheet of all of the queries. Um, some of the things that we've mentioned are on there. I literally just tweeted him about that one because I don't think that one was. Um, yeah. But it's worth taking a look because he does have queries and what appear to be the, the generally accepted answers. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. But Which I think, I think is good. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think in terms of the passing approach, that's actually not too bad. I think that's fine. Um, so I mean, it, it means that in some instances, a fumble is replaced with a uh, well, what's the, what's the what was the term? A deviation rather yes, than a yeah. a bounce. Yeah. So it can go further. Uh, does, do you think that makes a massive impact? Um. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah, actually, thinking about it, okay. it completely, it completely does. Why? Um, because it means you can. So before, you could chuck the ball, knowing that even if it was inaccurate, as long as you didn't fumble it, it would be in broadly the right area. Mm -hmm. Now you do not have that guarantee. Hmm. So, 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 so before, how about the fact that with a quick pass, it is impossible for it to be wildly inaccurate? Because um, it's after modification, you get a plus one for a quick pass, so it's could, impossible to get a one after modification. Could be in the tackle zone or two. Okay, fine. If you're open, if if you if you yeah if you if you're going to be technical and picky, which is what you're doing, then I'm going to be technical. Fine. And picky, so. It is impossible for a an Elven Union thrower to have a, to create a wildly inaccurate quick pass. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm being picky. But but like I say, it's the fact that before, even if it was inaccurate, you think. At least it's, especially I think it's probably more from a defensive point of view, where mm -hmm. as an elf as an elf player you could pick it up under pressure and just whack it up pitch and think great they're not going to be able to cycle it back down pitch now. That is no longer so, going to be a tactic because an inaccurate well, pass could well no no but an inaccurate pass could make the situation a million times worse for you. Uh, no 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 let, let's get this right so an inaccurate pass is fine because that that scatters three times you mean a wildly inaccurate pass so a wildly inaccurate so, pass yeah but a the okay so in, in any passing situation the number of wildly inaccurate passes plus the number of fumbled passes is not higher than the number of fumbled passes you had before you will still have the same number of accurate and inaccurate passes it's just that you've got a, you actually get fewer fumbles because you've now got the wildly inaccurate pass. 
true. I I think wildly inaccurate is worse though. It is, yeah. No, I, I, I'm being extremely picky. I, I agree with you. I think it is worse. Um, but I, I just mean you will still see the same number of passes in the air and going in the general direction of the target square. It's just oh, agreed, the, yeah. yeah. The ones which are wildly inaccurate are really bad. Yeah, there's... If you're in a position where... Basically, that's going to fuck you over a lot of times. It, yes, it is. It's, it's going to fall into the category of like when the ball goes into the crowd... And it can screw you over very badly. You know, it could, yes. it could, it could go one square directly behind you. It could go five squares off to your right, outside of your cage. You know, outside of your defensive formation, right into their defense. Who knows? Could do anything. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Okay, so shall we talk passing interference then? Yes, yeah, let's. And so, I will just, so, I, will, I will just, I would just want to add as well the wildly inaccurate passes. I'm, although it's, it's going to be annoying. And let's be honest, Naz, it at some point will lose us games. Uh, it is one of those things. Where it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that as a change. And I think it actually, it actually makes more sense than fumbling under a lot of pressure. So I can. I mean, I'm picturing, for example, the American football thrower being hammered as he lets go of the pass, or you know, the the, the rugby, yeah, the rugby yeah, player, yeah, yeah. you know, ball in one hand, oh, he's going for the pass and he's windmilled around in a circle, and the ball just flies off in a random direction. That's what I'm seeing, and actually, I think that kind of fits because you're most likely to do this if you're in tackle zones because you're going to need negative modifiers to to make this happen. Ooh, but anyway. Um, Go on. I've ju- hang on. I let, let me just check. I am not imagining this. Okay. Well, while Matt does a little bit of reading, I'm going to we're going to have a slight segue. Uh, just to talk about throw-ins briefly, because I've just been reminded they have finally ended the debate about whether you whether or not you count the first square when you are throwing a ball back in. The, uh, the answer is you roll 2d6 from the last square occupied before leaving the pitch. I'm pretty, I think that's pretty unambiguous. I think you now do not count the first square, which means it, it can go, well, across the entire pitch, pretty much. It's nice. Mm, um, okay. Little random so, thing. I, I, so, back to Matt. do de do 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 Matt, you Yeah, say. so, sorry, on the wildly inaccurate thing. Um mm. That is going to fuck up dump off. It won't help dunk, dump off. Um, yeah, you're going to be a lot less likely to use dump off, aren't you? Because yep. a fumble is fine, an inaccurate would be fine, but a wildly inaccurate, that could go anywhere. Yeah, you are not going to see much dump off use anymore. You are not, no. No, that is... That is. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Nerves of Steel is probably a really good first skill for a, a Dark Elf runner now. I think I think it has because to be. that that removes the risk. Well, the the thing is, the dark elf runner only has a three plus passing action anyway, and you've got to factor in the fact that you will be in at least one tackle zone dumping off, probably two. Mm. Yeah. So you. I mean, again, you've got to get exactly one. So if you're in two tackle zones, you still have to roll a three on the dice for it to be wildly inaccurate. But uh true yeah it, it's it's but it's a risk that you don't want to run particularly when you can't use a re-roll 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that means dump off is very, very unlikely to be used. That's that's an interesting little meta switch. Y- Haven't yeah, that one. it is. I, that's. I just wanted to. I was just having a quick read through the dump off skill to check there was nothing about wildly inaccurate or anything in there. But yeah, it is. Yeah. All the normal rules for passing the ball apply. So yeah. So then I think we should talk about passing interference. So. Yes. Passing yeah. interference is, is the upgraded version of uh, the intercept rule. So the first thing that's interesting about it is that you need to be your player needs to be occupying a square that is between the uh, thrower and the square in which the ball will land. So what you do is you work out whether it's accurate, inaccurate, or wildly inaccurate, and then once you've got this target square, whether there are any, whether there's anyone in the way that can actually catch the ball. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is great. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. It's, it's not just uh, you, you're actually, and it just feels a bit more accurate, a bit more uh, how things would actually work. The ball's going south. I've got a player to the south, so he'll be able to catch it. Whether or not you were trying to throw north is another matter. Yes, although, yeah, there, there is, there is, there is one thing which slightly niggles at me I will say mm. um, the modifiers they use sort of make sense but then sort of don't make sense <laughs> especially okay. in the fa- so specifically for you- wildly inaccurate passes <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to explain what the modifiers are yeah so it's, it's it's a straight sliding scale so standard minus one if they're marked and then it's minus three if um, it's an accurate pass, minus two. Which makes sense. Yeah, minus two if it's inaccurate, but then only minus mm-hmm. one if it's wildly inaccurate. Yeah. And that seems particularly silly, because you kind of think, wildly inaccurate is, it's literally wildly all over the place, and yet you're more so... likely to get it. <laughs> okay, so I kind of I kind of see this in two different ways. So the first is that if you've got an so again, I'm picturing uh, American football. An accurate pass. It's like a bullet. It's a straight line. It goes exactly where it should go. Yeah, that, it yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah. to me that yeah. that is a minus three. Oh, agreed. Uh, yeah, yeah. A pass that's inaccurate. Yeah, okay. It's kind of going in the right direction, but it's maybe not quite so fast. It's maybe not as accurate as it should be. So maybe it's going too close to you. I kind of see yeah. that's a minus two. Wildly inaccurate. So I think there are two ways you could go to this. You could either go, it's a massive shock to everyone involved, so they're never going to get to it. Or he spooned it and it's just kind of gone up a bit in the air. A bit like a cricketer who hits the ball and just goes straight up and it's like, ah, whoops, I did not mean to do that. Yes, yeah. Having And I think that's, that's where GW have gone. Yeah. Having said that, that leads us into the second thing, which is that yeah. interception has changed because even if you make that roll, that's only the deflection. Yeah. And so the, if you make that roll and it's deflected, then the ball would scatter from the position of the opposition player. Yes, yeah. So they've, they've sort of reached up, put their hand in the way, they've blocked the pass, and they get a star player point for that. Yes. Uh, what for the deflection? Is that right? Yep, you get a star player point for a deflection. Okay, cool. Fair However, enough. it is possible to convert that into a shiny interception by... Oh, don't leave me hanging. Come on. Uh, it's an agility test, isn't it? 
yeah, yeah. So all, all of these agility tests, it's, it's just an agility test. Uh, it's, it's a catch, basically. So you, you try and catch the ball, so you can use the catch skill. Uh, you get minus one because you're attempting to convert a deflection into an interception. And yes. you... Uh, and minus one per, per player that's marking you. So yeah. the interceptions are actually going to be rarer. Actual, actual true. Well, actual true interceptions will be, deflections will be, as common. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's as common. I don't think it's more or less. Uh, I mean, arguably, you could say it's slightly less because there will be fewer attempts at interceptions. Because if you fumble the pass now, there won't be an interception attempt. Whereas before, you could, you wouldn't fumble it until after the interception had happened. Yes, correct. Yeah. But I don't think it makes any real difference. I think they've just added a few bits of detail there. I do, uh, yeah, I, I do, I do like it because it does mean that you know your your zombie might make that interception. So he might make that deflection roll on a six, but he's still actually quite unlikely to end up with the ball. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think as well that it's worth just caveating one thing, which is. Under, under star player points, it says you get one star player point for interference and two star player points for an interception. Um, they could have done with an explanatory rule, just to, to make this clear, but it does clearly state under catching the ball that if the player is attempting to convert a deflection into an interception, implying that you cannot deflect and intercept the same thing, you are either deflecting or intercepting, so you don't get three star player points, you'd only get two. Right. I kind of okay. explained that. Yeah, no, no, I, so, I get you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Log- logically, if the player ends up with the ball, they've intercepted, so they get two star so they get two. points. They haven't deflected and intercepted. Yes. Having said that, one interesting thing to note on this uh, is that if you deflect it uh, and mm-hmm. fail the interception so it scatters D8, if it scatters into the throwing player's, uh, player's hands, then it is not a turnover. Sorry, say that again. So if so, you deflect, if you deflect it, it scatters d8 yeah. and scatters to um, the throwing player's teammate, who then catches it. That is not a turnover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the same way that uh, if you have a, an inaccurate pass and it still ends up in the hands of a teammate correct, before correct, it yeah. hits the ball. So all, yeah. all I think that means is if you really want to pass, you're going to use a lot more diving catch. Um. Yeah, and I guess it's it's one of those things where it's going to be more in your favour to make sure any possible interceptors are marked by your players to give you at least a chance of even if they deflect it, you still end up with the ball, so it's not a turnover. Yes. So, did you notice the other interesting thing about passing? Which other interesting thing are you talking about? <laughs> Have you noticed that throw teammate is a completely separate action? Uh, Which means that any of, and this is going back to that keyword thing, any of those skills which work on a pass do not work on a throw teammate. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's worth mentioning because that's kind of a biggie because it means that, for example, Grack no longer has pass. Uh, I think it's crack that had pass. Anyway, 
there is no you can't use pass or accurate or anything like that then you have to use explicitly strong arm which is the i think the only skill which mentions uh throw teammate i don't think anything else affects it you could be right actually yeah i believe i am um even nerves of steel says pass action mm, which is, is a bit of a shame because yeah. that would have been Hilarious. Whereas, if you go and have a look at where is where is it where is it where is it strong arm uh, on any passing ability test rolls when performing a throw teammate action. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, just it, it's a small thing. I don't think it makes a huge difference. Uh, I do mm, think that no. means kick teammate. Is the same because kick teammate is an action, uh, so you can't you can't use uh, you can't even use strong arm on a kick te- kick teammate because it's well it's a kick. Although I don't think you would anyway. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because you just roll two d six. Anyway, that's that's well, not a good example. But anyway, well, I, I was going to say kick teammate is not not a parcel through teammate action anyway. Yeah, so. it's it's just weird, isn't it? But yeah. Did you pick up on the fact that big guys can gain star player points for a completed through teammate action? I did pick up on that. It makes me happy. Uh, I don't tend to play a lot in leagues, but I think it is very, very good for big guys who, let's be honest, they they either go up very, very quickly or very, very slowly in terms of gaining star player points. I'm going to throw a halfling every turn. Yes. First game, throw a halfling, throw a halfling, throw a halfling, and you should get three or four star player points. It's great. It's really, really good. Um, also, it's easier to land. It is easier to land. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. If the the throw is superb, so for the throw to be superb, they need to pass their passing test roll, and I believe that for a tree, that's like a five plus. So that's not really that easy. But you know, it's it's a thing. It makes it slightly easier. Yeah, their, their throw is a five plus, or they have strong arms, so they get plus one. So that means on a four plus, a halfling is landing on a two plus. Um, no, because it's minus one for the short pass, isn't it? So sorry, yeah. If you're if you're doing a quick pass, but I'm just assuming. Oh yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, so well, if you, you roll, yeah, yes. you're, you're, ve- you're yeah, very, that, that very, very, you, you are very, very unlikely to only be throwing a teammate a quick pass distance. Although you could do. You you could do. And indeed, if you're farming star player points, sure, go you for probably it. probably would. But to be fair, if your opponent will be delighted if you spend all your game with your treatment just throwing quick pass halflings rather than actually hitting shit like they should be. I would yeah. be delight I would be delighted to play a halfling player whose trees just spent the whole game throwing halflings. Um. I'm also just going to say I misspoke. Uh, they'd land on a three plus. Uh, so if the throw is superb, there are no modifiers. Otherwise, there's a minus one. So actually, it just means that there's a, a slight boost to throw teammate there. Nothing major, just a little bit. Yeah, and it, and to be fair, it's still given all the other stuff you have to roll for your big guys anyway. It's still a fairly remote prospect of coming off. So which it, which is fine, which is as it should be. It should it should not be a particularly valid way of scoring. So. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So, I have a... Is there anything else you want to cover on passing? Uh, yes. Uh, Go I've for just, 
I do want to mention with uh, with throw teammate that uh, you can now bounce around several players and knock them over. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, very true. So which is, in which theory, is hilarious. yeah. In theory, if you so the classic cage, imagine the five uh, on a dice. So that's the like the little the little cross of pips. You could land in one corner and then scatter to every single piece and knock all of them down. You could. You absolutely could. Yeah. It's very unlikely, but it's possible. Yeah, it, it, it's certainly... If it's if you're up against a tightly packed defence, uh, a defensive cage, it is... You have a pretty, actually, pretty reasonable chance of at least knocking a couple over. And what's hilarious about it is that if you... So you land on a player, they're placed uh, prone, and you... Sorry, they are knocked down, again, keywords. Yeah, yeah. They are knocked down, which means you do an armour and injury roll. Yes, you then yeah. scatter, so you scatter onto another player. If you scatter back to that first player, you roll armour and injury again. Yeah, it's great, yeah. You, you, so you could, if, if you scatter yeah. onto a prone player, you roll again. It's a bit like the ball and chain in that respect. Yeah, it's basically, you're going to see a lot of halflings and snotlings just chucked at uh, a, a, anyone who's close to someone else and just think, yeah, fuck it, why not, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, which is just funny. I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just find this stuff funny. Um, so yeah. I think stunties again, I think stunties are getting a whole load of little boosts, uh, so I think this is a very good addition for stunties. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, they're still stunties, but they are better, and halflings are just downright awesome. I have heard quite a lot of commentators suggesting that star players are just going to get dropped from uh, all tournaments because they're bonkers. Uh, because they're they so are. cheap and because of the, the uh, superpowers. So I yeah. mentioned earlier about the squirrel getting to reroll Dauntless every turn. Every single star player has some form of superpower. So some of them are just... So the, the common one is with Dauntless. Once per game, when you succeed the Dauntless roll, rather than equaling their strength, you double it. Yeah. Oh, they. Yeah, they are. So, so some of them, and let's be honest, most of them, they they have Griff. become either. Yeah, they have become either insanely cheap, or insanely good, Griff. or both. Or both. Yeah. Or Varag. Oh, Varag's pretty nasty as well. Yeah, actually. Well, he's he's, he's gone down ten k and gained a point of strength. It's true. True. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of that simple. Um, even before you go into anyway. So, but I think. Uh, I don't think you're going to be able to do that with stunties because stunties still don't work without stars. But I think that halflings with two star players could easily be tier one. It's um, interesting. I, I, star players as they are now, yes. Um, I wouldn't be entirely surprised to see some sort of some sort of premium, should we say, placed on star players. Yes, uh, I could also see no star player special rules being added. Um, I'll be honest, if I'm running a tournament, you get everything you want because stars are awesome. Um, and I want to see the squirrel. If, you, if you're running a tournament and you're not playing, are you happy for that to happen? Because you just want to win, no, win the I, tournament. I, I, I'd do it anyway. I, okay. I want to see yeah. the squirrel. I really want to see the squirrel. So if I'm running a tournament, the squirrel is coming out. Oh, don't worry, you'll be seeing a lot of the squirrel. And fair warning, I have influence over the uh, Thread Bowl rule set. <laughs> well, it's lucky I never get to Thread Bowl. <laughs> well, it could... Well, could just keep your eyes peeled. You might be able to this year. 
Ooh, nice. Change location and I'm there. Also, change not having to you stay might... in a tent. Change not having to stay in a tent and I'm there. You might be there this year. Next year. I'm next assuming year. not. I'm Whatever. assuming no. I'm assuming you're not running it in the next thirty odd well, days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would it would be a challenge seeing as we are still currently in lockdown. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, you could go down to Cornwall. Cornwall is tier one, I think. Isle of Wight. Isle of Wight's tier one. Isle of Wight. I mean, getting to the Isle of Wight would be a challenge. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it absolutely would, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else on passing we need to touch on? I, To be honest, I think we've touched on all the pertinent bits from the rules that we didn't touch on when we... Dis- well, basically, that we didn't touch on when it was all leaked anyway. Okay, well, mm, you say that. There are, there are a whole variety of really interesting things which we haven't touched on. So there are a couple of things that I'm just going to rush through because I think they're quite cool. So Go you on. have... Um, so there are now two different team values for every team. Do you oh, see yes, that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. I think it's just nice. So you have actual team value and then current team value. So uh, you, you reduce things like injured players. Uh, that comes off of your, your current team value, which, which makes sense. Uh, on the other hand, journeymen... Are now a must-have. You have to take journeyman up to eleven. Yes, yeah. Which is quite cool. Uh, it kind of limits you if you wanted to take a star because if you're messing around with team values. But I'm not too upset with that. Uh, it it kind of makes sense. I think is probably the best part. Now, yes, yeah. Did you see the thing about temporary retirement? Uh, I haven't looked into the league rule stuff because oh, I don't okay. tend to play the leagues too much. So We're going to have to do a deep dive into the league stuff. Um, all right, no, I'll, I'll just put that on ice. There's okay, a lot of change well, in the league. I, I, I think, gonna, I think I the league is say, probably the biggest biggest single change. The, la- the last time I played in the tabletop... Well, let's be honest, I'm not going to be playing in the tabletop league for at least another six months. None of us probably are. So Yeah. It, for me, for, for, for me, for me, that 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 went like, oh, well, that's not going to affect me in any way. Uh, in the well, near I'm, future, I'm interested so. to see if it's going to be in BB three by cyanide. You would assume it would be. Uh yes. Because cyanide so, have, yeah. have created their their game in conjunction with the designers, so you would hope that every single rule that's in this book is in the cyanide edition. That so would we'll be logical, wait and see. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm logical, hoping yeah. it's in there. Okay, so how about this? So there are a couple of, of new excitements that I do quite like. So based on keywords, based on keywords, um, when you go and have a look at certain things, yeah. such as fouling, there's there's some interesting wording here. So Ooh, when yes. you're dealing with yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, you you know what I'm about to say. I do. Go on. So fouling uses the word assist. Okay. That's a yes. really key thing. It uses the word assist. When you look at the guard rules, it uses the word assist. Yeah. Which means that guard works for fouling, which means the dwarves are amazing at fouling. Yes, they are. Well, any any team that has a lot of guard. Uh, as I said last night, I was playing a game on Fumble. My dwarf team versus his dwarf team. We had 14 guard between us. I mean, that's pretty standard, to be honest, yeah. Yeah, it must also be said that nine of them were mine. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, it was rude. It was really rude. In one half, I injured six dwarves. That's, I mean, that's. I mean, that's statistically unlikely, but it happens. Yeah. 
oh, the game was such bullshit. And he was just sat there going, oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, no, that one's died. Oh, that's weird. And, like, he, he injured one of mine as well. Uh, we didn't get any KOs. We hardly got any stuns. And it was just dwarves were dying. I mean, it, it was helpful that they were all his, but just dwarves were dying. Yeah, uh, that, 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 that happens. Ah, uh, it was weird. Very, very weird. Anyway, um, so yeah, guard guard working there is quite nice. Did you see the other way that dwarves may have gained a little boost? Uh, in terms of fouling specifically, or...? Uh, well, actually, I was thinking in terms of break tackle. Oh, yes, that's an interesting one, yeah. So, break tackle has changed. So before, what you'd do is you'd use your strength to dodge... So if you had a strength of 5, you'd effectively be dodging with an edge of 5. That doesn't work anymore because you have a strength of 5 and an agility of 5+. plus. So it literally doesn't work. So what they do instead is you get plus 1 if your strength is 4 or less and plus 2 if your strength characteristic is 5 or more. What that means is I can now have a dwarf blitzer that dodges on a 2+. plus. Yeah. It's a bit crazy. It's, it's really fun. It's really fun. Uh, is that right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A... Just, just. It's it's uh, quite a small thing, but it's quite a nice thing. I I feel. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Um, other little things that I've noticed: you can now only use one bribe per player. So if you fail that bribe, he's out of there. Ooh, I. I... One thing I want to mention as well. Um, so, uh, piling on, controversial mm. skill. Uh, Has replaced, been replaced. Yes, by a much better thing. Okay, talk us through it. So, uh, piling on previously, it's if you fail to break armour, you lie down and you get another go. Um, mm-hmm. But now, it's you immediately get to commit a free foul action. Uh, and Which you is still get. Awesome. You still get place prone, but you get the assists because you're making a foul. And I love it. Yep. Yes, it's really, really good. It um, makes... It's one of those where it makes piling on better. And, so, yeah, I, I love it. It's great. So Hobnail's you, comment is yeah. he wants a, a team of Hobgoblins with Sneaky Git, Dirty Player, and Pile Driver. Oh, yeah, because Sneaky Git is also better. Much better, in fact. Yeah, because... Oh, sneaky gets great now. Um, it, it's now it, 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 it you, used to be it you, used to be a skill that no one ever took because it was fucking yeah. Useless. Because you you didn't get sent off if you rolled doubles on the armor. Well, if you rolled doubles on the armor, you could choose not to roll the injury, and if you didn't roll the injury, you wouldn't get sent off. Yeah. Now now it's you don't get sent off if you roll a double on the armor. Yes. Oh, which well, is just I'm, instantly simple. And more to the point, you can keep moving after you've done the foul. Also hilarious. Uh, so you basically I, run over someone's body. Yeah, which I, I, I love from a fluff point of view. And also from a tactical point of view, it's like, that's actually kind of great because you can foul someone's death and then run off and mark someone else. Love it. Yeah, it's, it's very, very good. There's, uh, and the combination I, of all of those is hilarious. Yeah, it, it's worth saying there, there's a fair few other skills which have been uh, tweaked in various ways. I will oh, absolutely. Say, I, w- I will say... On the and credits GW for this, there's no, there's nothing stupid. They haven't like introduced a any utterly ridiculously bent skills, 
or any skills that you just look at and go, oh, well, that's that's kind of rubbish. Or, oh, that's, okay, ridic- so that's ridiculously overpowered or, you know, whatever. I think there are a couple in there that just feel like they're, they're fillers. Um, so, yes, for example, Iron yeah, Hard Skin, yeah. the claw skill cannot be used when making an arm roll against this player. Who's going to take Iron Hard Skin? No but one. if you're talking random skill rolls, they might. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. The, this is the thing. because So one of the big changes in League, which we will address another time, is that uh, so there are now six. Is it sixteen skills per twelve skills? Twelve skills per category. I would. I think you can. Think, you can, and you can take random skills for a for a lower SPP cost. Yes, I think it's fair to say as well that um, you are, especially in particular, a few areas. There are some which are very, very noticeably fillers, and I'm going to pick out passing mm. skills. Where, on, on, honestly, <laughs> yeah. you're going to see the same ones that you saw before. You're going to see accurate. You're going to see past. You're going to see nerves of steel, because a lot of the others you're going to see leader. But it's like a lot of the others are just yeah, so they're, they're not great. I think I think that fumble Ruski is going to come up more than you would think. Uh, possibly. So you've got so the, the yeah possibly, so you're still yeah. going to have it on the ball to on the ball with combination of kickoff return and pass block which is nice. Fumbleuski yeah. means that when you perform a move or a blitz action and you're in possession of the ball, you could just drop it anywhere you want. Now the reason yeah. I think that's going to come up is I think the players that are going to take it are going to be wood elf catchers and gutter runners. What we've said is that the traditional elf players spill the ball, lob it up the pitch is now gone because you can't because you haven't got a passer now I think there is a way to approximate that where you have a wood elf catch with Fumble Ruski they dodge into where they need to get the ball potentially even Fumble Ruski and sure hands they dodge in they grab the ball they dodge out they dump the ball on the floor and then the thrower comes up behind them grabs it and lobs it upfield it's very situational but I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, but it's a situation that you not, know is not... going to come up with with Wood Elves and with Skaven in particular. You know that situation is going to come up probably at least once a game. Um, and depending on uh, how you play Wood Elves, that situation could come up a lot. Yeah, I mean, part. I mean, you, uh, for example, for catchers and I think for Skaven as well, it's a double skill anyway. So would you would you really waste a double skill on it? Oh yeah, true. It's a passing skill, and therefore it's a double. That's the, oh, that's, that's, the prob- that, that's the problem. Would you, for example, if, would you? If fumble let, ruski was a standard skill, you'd be more inclined to do it. Yeah. Let, let, let's put it this way: Would you would you give it uh, to your wood elf thrower? No. Exactly. No, and you that, wouldn't give it to anyone. No, it because that's they've a got great shame. Because that's the thing they they have the op- they have the better option of just throwing it if that's what you if that's what you're looking for it's like just throw it. Oh, I'm a bit sad about that. I really like Fumble Ruski, and I you're right. It's never going to get used. Nope, nope. So yeah. I, I I picked out passing skills in particular because there's just there's a couple which are definitely filler ones in there. I mean, running mm. pa- running pass is really situational. Really situational as well. 
Uh, no, I think running past isn't bad, actually. So running past, it just allows you to keep moving after you've thrown the ball. I think that's more useful than you'd think. Only if you do a quick pass, though. Not necessarily, because it, no. it goes back to, I can throw the ball, then I could cover someone. Well, well no, it specifically says only if you do a quick pass. Oh. If this player performs a quick pass after <laughs> their activation does not have to end once the pass is resolved. Oh. You see? You see, yeah. Naz? Yeah, that's, that's probably probably not going to get used so much. Okay, so there are some skills that just aren't going to get used a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, there but, are some skills that are. I think overall on, they've not done a terrible job there. No, I, I think, like I say, the, the new skills they've introduced are fine. There's no, there's no like, super guard or mega claws. Razor sharp claws. Great. Fucking love that I back think in the day. Anyway. I think the most... Yes, yeah, so do I. Uh, I think the most interesting skill they've added is defensive. Uh, I can't get my head around how important that's going to be, but I, my gut says fairly. I th- yeah, we 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 discuss we. I think we discussed this by we, text, and I'm of the opposite view. But mm. I think that's I think that's going to be one which it's probably. I, I think I'll need to play a few games against either against a player who has defensive or when I have defensive to see how useful that's going to be. I think that. So, I think there are two ways you're going to end up seeing defensive. You're either going to see defensive en masse. Yes, yeah. Or just one of them. And I think that. So, I think there are two ways it'll work ridiculously well. One is that a wood elf team can base dwarves and force them to bring in an extra player to get the assists. So that doesn't sound like much, but against dwarves, if you can, you're then tying up four dwarves with three of your players, for example. So imagine three dwarves in a line, all of which have guard. You then have three elves opposite them, and the middle one has defensive. They are then forced to make one dice blocks, or bring in an extra player for the support. Um, well, At which well, point you are, because because well, you're cancelling the guard. Well, no, no. Uh, so your your example, three players. Your guy mm. in the middle uh, has defensive. They are forced to make one one dice block on him. All right. Yes, but then that means they're either forced to make a one dice block, which is actually pretty damn risky. One in it's six. It's one of the riskier thing. It's one of the riskier things you can do. Or they bring in an extra player. Now that means either they're forced to take a risk, or they're forced to bring in an extra player. If they bring in an extra player, that's tying up four of their players with three of yours, which Wood Elves versus Dwarves is huge. But they're not so, going to have... No, no, sorry. They're not going to have to do right. that, though. Um, now. Be, because, so so let's, let's say, in your example, so you've got three Dwarves stood in a line with Guard. You've got three Wood Elves, the middle one of which has Defensive. Mm-hmm. So bringing in an extra player basically means they can yeah two dice on one side and then two dice to go with defensive and then two dice the other guy. If I'm a dwarf player, I'll, I'll take that one dice all day long. I might not make it first action of turn. In fact, it's definitely not going to be the first action of turn. But it's like yeah, one in six, fine. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I I I get that. I do get that, and as a dwarf coach, that's what I'd do. So, how about this then? So, I think that this is a skill that was built for the teams of Legend. Okay. 
So in particular, I think that this was made for Amazons. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I cannot currently find the team, the updated Teams of Legend PDF. I don't think the Blitzers have access to the ad skill as standard, but the uh, catchers do. So imagine this, if you will. I have a line of four Blitzers, all of which have guard. Okay. In between every other one, you've got a catcher with defensive, which means you go guard, defensive, guard, defensive, guard, defensive. I you literally cannot get through that line. I, th- I think it's definitely one which is going to be useful for elf teams. The only thing I'm not sure about, and I, I think I agree with you on oh, this God. point, is you have to either... It's a bit like taking guard for an elf team. There's no point having just one. Oh, no, I disagree with that. I think one guard on an elf team is really, really good. Uh, no, I, I was actually thinking that the, the real strength of this is when you combine... So you need a team that can combine guard and... Sorry, strength skills and agility skills. So you need you really you need access to both of those in order to be able to make this work. Right? No, no, no. That what, why, why, why do you think that? Because that way, you... If you, so what you want is you want to have guard, defensive, guard. So like a wall of three, right? So I can use my guard, you can't use yours. Yeah? Happy with that as an idea? Uh, no. Why not? Uh, well, yes, but it doesn't work in your turn, and that's the problem. But it doesn't need to work in my turn. Uh, so I'm I'm thinking that I could walk in and base all of your players and go guard, defensive, guard. I base your players and then go, cool, come at me because everything is two dice uphill. Because you cannot get... So there are always going to be two guard assists on my defensive player because he's in between t- two guarders. But, and no, but no, no elf team is going to be able to do that. No, you're quite right. No elf team is going to be able to do that. Which team is going to be able to do that? Uh, oh, Amazons, I guess, yeah. Uh, yes, Amazons, but which core team is going to be able to do that? Because as far as I can tell, there's only one. Ooh. Uh, Feel free stre- to start swearing when you know who it is. What, with strength three players? Yeah. Well, or five players for that matter. Oh, you're talking ogres? No, I'm talking shambling undead. Oh god, I'm talking ogres as well. Wow, it's good for ogres. Because you put defensive uh, on all the on all the so I was thinking shambling undead with the ghouls. So you put defensive on the ghouls, and then you've got guard on the whites and the mummies, and that makes a good team even better. And they've got this massive wall that you can't get through very easily. Um, that that's interesting, but high risk. But I see where you're coming from. Yeah, uh, old world alliance could pull that off because you've got the halflings. Uh, but I think you're right, ogres. Wow, that's good for an ogre. So yeah, you put yeah. defensive on the Noblars, and then you've got guard on the blockers. Or you might not even need guard on the blockers, you just put defensive on a couple of Noblars. That, that's a really good skill for Ogres. Yeah, that that actually is not too bad, is it? Cause that, I think potentially... And, and, yeah, end of the day, you don't, you're don't. you not going to give anything else... Um, yeah, you're not, I mean, you're not... Basically, you're not going to give anything else to your halflings, are you? So... Maybe sure feet, but I mean potentially it's good for the uh, oh the black the black hawk teams 
The Black Orc well, teams. I was, I was going to say Lizard Men, but yeah, Black Orc is the same equivalent, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think defensive, surprisingly, is not for the Edge teams. It's for the Bash teams with access to Edge. Yes. And you want and the Goblin Bruisers you're going to throw in there anyway because they've got thick skull armor eight. They're they're designed to be more on the front line. They're armor seven. Oh, they're armor seven. Damn it! Every time I look at the armor, I get. I know. Confused. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is going to require some adapting. But either way, they got thick skull and they're going to be between some friends. Because the, the one, first skill you're going to give a Black Orc is yeah. guard, always guard, because they don't need block. The one thing I will say um, is it, it's going to be the standard thing of any agility thing is there are arguably better agility skills to take as your first skill. Having there sem- are, but are having, there having better sem- agility skills? Yeah, go on. go on. No, you first. I was going to say, are there better agility skills for the Ogre team? Uh, no, or oh, not for the ogre team. No. Like what? What skill would you give but to one of the noblers? Kind of doesn't what, matter. What's for the best anyway? skill to give a nobler? Yeah, I give you that for, for the shambling anyway. undead, but for the noblers, not so much. Because even think, for the orc it, team, where if, you take some goblins, let, let, like let's what, say what skill do you give those guys? No, no, no I, I, I quite agree with you. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> because whatever you give a nobler, it's going to die anyway. Well, also, let, let, let's let use your example from before. You've got a Noblar in the middle. You've got two Ogres with Guard on either side. The one in the middle will just go, fine, I'll one dice the uh, the Snotling, even with two Guard assists, because they're strength one. Fair point. It works better for... It's not bad for them, um, but it does work better for the Blackhawks. Yes. Because I, yeah. I think the whole point of the Blackhawks is they're about pitch control. So being able to combine grab, guard... And defensive is quite nice. I think there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, I think... And a snotling between two Black Hawks is going to be strength four if they've both got card. Yeah, I, th- I think it's one which I need to play games with it to get my head around it. Yeah, I, I think I think, it's, I, th- I think it's one where it's useful but not game-breaking. Because the fact, mm. it, the fact it doesn't work on your own turn does negate it somewhat. Because the guard then starts working and you're left in the same position as you would have been before. I will be interested to play with it. I think that it being your yeah. own turn is fine because you can work around that problem. I think you can, but it means it, it basically means it's not effective in your own. I think. Yeah, we need to play games with it, but it basically means. Um, in a way, you've basically wasted the skill in your turn, and you would still have to move those. You would still have to move the additional players in, regardless of whether you had a defensive player there or not. It might. Then you blunt- could argue that with uh, something like we we cannot we can argue oh, all day long know. on it, and we're talking like diving entirely wasted diving tackle and by we not don't know. because you haven't used so. it. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll look forward to coming back to that. I still think it's going to be good. I think you think it isn't. I no, I think it will be useful. I don't think it will be as good as you think it will be. I, I think it's good. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, by, I'm, by, I'm by no means saying it is a useless skill. I don't think it will be as good as you think it's going to be. I think it will be useful. You seem to think it will be game, not game breaking, kind of game. Not game, not. I I, I think it. 
I think for certain teams, I think Shambling Undead, and the more I think about it, Black Orcs. I think that was a very good shout. I think it could be good for Lizards as well. But the trouble is, you're still looking at needing eight skills. So if, if you're thinking a tournament build, you need yeah. eight skills to make this work, because you need six guard on the Black Orcs, and then probably two uh, defensives on the Goblins. Yeah, and they, they are... And the same they, with the Skinks. And they're, they're like Lizardmen, that you're going to get... A standard tournament build is going to be six skills. So yeah. you either you either taking a naked black orc uh, slash lizard. I think I think I think black orcs might might be tier two. So I reckon they could see eight skills quite easily. They're better than lizardmen now. So I'm oh yeah, sure obviously they they're better than lizardmen. <laughs> but everything's better than lizardmen. Halflings are better than lizardmen now. Where halflings are better than a lot of teams now. So yeah, they really are. Especially I mean, to to, to be fair, to be fair, black orc teams are down as tier two in the book. But I think that will be different to uh, tournament. Uh, builds because let's be honest, Chaos Chosen also tier two, and that is bollocks. So, <laughs> but they're not tier three, are they? So uh, if you're going with the no, three no, tier, no. if you're going with the three tier system, Chaos Chosen are tier two. If you're going with the three tier system, Black Orcs or are you arguing tier one. tier one? Oh, Black Orcs tier one. If you're going with three tiers, yeah, hundred hundred percent, hundred percent. Because put it this way, put it this way, they've they've made lizardmen tier one. If lizardmen are still <laughs> tier one, black orcs are fucking tier one. I yeah, all right. I mean, you're you're not wrong on that one. On that not particular bombshell, we've been going for nearly two hours. Do you think we should try and wrap up? Uh, yes, we should. Um, so is, right, is there, is there anything else I want to say about the well, massive pile of crap I got? from GW yeah go on because I've got one thing which we will touch on before we leave um, oh I did get the uh, quite nice Grumbrindal model as well um, which oh, I'm looking forward you. to doing something with I I quite liked it it looks great yeah well no comment I will say good you... things about the White Dwarf I bought I enjoyed that it's the first White Dwarf I bought in a long time I haven't read it properly yet but it's it's good Oh, I I I also picked it up uh, because I happened to be in W H Smiths, saw it, and was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, fine." Get the uh, free you, Acorn card. Have you spotted at the back? There is a, uh, a so they got a whole lot of paint jobs by uh, people in the community, as you would expect. But they ha- there is a Tron version of a Tau battle suit. Ooh, I have not. No, it's glorious. It's basically spray it black. Edge highlight in blue. Oh, that sounds sweet. Okay. It looks super good. That's such a good aesthetic for Tau as well. It looks incredible. And I'm looking at it going, how can I steal that idea? That is... Yeah, that's actually kind of great. And Tau Tau, Tau battle suits, yeah, I can... Yeah, that's such a perfect army to do Mm. that for as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a brilliant concept. It's really well executed, and it's the perfect army. So, yeah, it's nice. So, top marks to Jubbly for that. I really enjoyed that. Uh, we'll go into the cards another time. We'll look at league play another time. And star players. Another, so basically, we now have stuff to talk about, which is great. And when Alex comes back, we will run through uh, our view of Blood Bowl the book, which hopefully we will all have read by then. Um, I do have one question for you. So this is basically because you've ruined my one of one of my bloodbluster questions. So you get it now as a little bonus bloodbluster just for you. Oh, so God. you can win or okay. lose without any competition. 
Right, okay. How, how many times can you foul in a single turn? Um, twice. Explain your reasons. Because one of these star players, I believe the Black Gobbo, can make a bonus foul every turn. Oh, now I'm going to give you a half point. You don't get a full Ooh, point. You get a half okay. point. Okay. So the, what, the, the what's the actual answer then? So the answer is one plus x plus y, where x is the number of black gobos on your team, and y is the number of players with pile driver on your team. Because every pile driver is a foul. Is that not your foul for the turn? No, it says free foul. Free foul action. Ooh, okay. It's a very picky answer, but I quite like it. I think it's cool. So, potentially, you could foul 11 times in a turn now. So, just to... And I know we talked about this earlier, but uh, this player may immediately commit a free foul action against the knockdown player. So, if you manage to knock down 11 players, you could foul 11 times. Or even knock down 10 players, you can foul 11 times. It's um, Yeah, I mean, foul is capitalised, though. It is um, capitalised. It's a foul action. It is clearly a foul action. The answer is 11. Technically... The answer could be 14 if you're using snotlings. Hmm. Although well, you would well, then have to have every single snotling with the power driver skill, which is both hilarious and stupid. While, while, I, while I absolutely agree that you are probably right, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's going to be a rules as intended, rules as written, as free foul action. Because foul is capitalised, and under foul it specifically says a single player on the active team may commit a foul action. I, I am one hundred percent confident that you can have as many. Look, if you if someone is taking power driver, they're allowed to do a bonus foul. I think that's I think that's how it's intended. I think I think you're right, but but I could, it, it I, probably could be it probably could have an explanatory sentence that said this is not your. This does not yeah. count as your one foul. Yes, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's a minor thing. It's a minor thing. Anyway, is there anything else you would like to cover before we sign off? I don't think so. I think we've covered a whole whole mess of blood bowl there. Okay. Well, um, we have been talking about Blood Bowl for the last couple of hours. This was episode 77. Alex is off in Narnia. I assume Narnia. And, well, frankly, we've just rambled about BB2020 because it's awesome. And because overall we're very happy. We may have complained about a few things, but I think general general opinions, Matt, if you sum, summarise in one sentence. Solid? I mean, that's yeah. one word. I'm going to that's say even solid, better. Bonus points. Spectacular. Bonus points for brevity. Uh, so, I'm going to go with solid, cautiously solid excited. Solid being spectacular, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with cautiously excited. Um, 
I there are still a few bits which I think are a bit iffy, um, but the rules are pretty much tight and oh no screw it I'm just excited I, I love it I've I've played so many games of fumble since this came out I I, I just want to play more tabletop it's great nice nice uh, well we have been anything but a one what could go wrong.